This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard Podcast right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. You are listening to episode 155, part four, folks. And we are having this uh, in-depth discussion here with Glenda, also known as uh, Chat GPT. We're getting into the differences between what IBM is doing today, building out the smart city technology, and what IBM did in cooperation with the Nazis during the Holocaust with their punch card system. The punch card system was developed under the guise of Germany doing a census. In the end, it was used to track down Jews and other undesirables that they wanted to weed out of Germany. And so we've asked Glenda, you know, what's the difference between the data they're collecting today and the data they were collecting during the census? And Glenda does admit, as an artificial intelligence program does admit that uh, she can see our concerns here well i want to ask her a couple more questions on this topic and then we're gonna play around with some creative stuff and then we're gonna get back into the the data centers and work our way back into chat gpt because i'm gonna break down all the technology we've asked glenda some questions here uh about what makes it work, natural language processing, semantic search, uh, machine learning. We're going to go into some of these components. I'm going to explain it to you. I really want you to understand how this artificial system, this artificial world, this technocracy actually works. Let's ask Glenda this, folks, because this goes in line with what our conversation uh, just was. Glenda, are smart cities using facial recognition cameras and software and let's see what glenda says because she just talked about uh oh they're just using traffic cameras some smart city initiatives have included the use of facial recognition technology as a means of identifying and tracking individuals in public spaces however the use of facial recognition technology is a controversial topic and raises concerns about privacy security and potential misuse Many critics argue that facial recognition technology can be inaccurate, especially when used to identify individuals from minority groups or with certain physical characteristics, and can lead to false identifications and discriminatory outcomes. Furthermore, the use of facial recognition technology in public spaces raises concerns about mass surveillance and the potential for abuse by government or law enforcement agencies. As a result, the use of facial recognition technology in smart cities is a topic of ongoing debate, and many cities and countries have implemented regulations or even bans on the use of the technology in certain contexts. It is important for cities to engage in open and transparent discussions about the use of facial recognition technology and to consider the potential risks and benefits before implementing such technology. 
Glenda, is there smart city technology that can track individuals based on the geolocation of their smartphone or potential wearable devices? Let's see here what Glenda says. I mean, we're really getting into it, folks. We're getting into it here. Let's see what Glenda says here. Yes, it is possible for smart city technology to track individuals based on the geolocation of their smartphone or wearable devices, such as smartwatches or fitness trackers. This is often accomplished through the use of sensors and location-based technologies, such as GPS, Wi-Fi triangulation, or Bluetooth beacons, which can detect and track the movement of devices. However, the use of such technologies to track individuals raises concerns about privacy, security, and potential misuse. It is important for cities to implement appropriate safeguards and regulations to protect individual privacy and security, such as anonymizing data or obtaining explicit consent from individuals for the collection and use of their personal data. <laughs> Additionally, cities should engage in open and transparent discussions with communities about yeah, the yeah. potential risks and benefits of smart city technology, including the use of location-based tracking technologies. This can help to build trust with citizens and ensure that technology is being used in a responsible and ethical manner. Is there actual technology to track individuals based on their unique heart rate? Now, this is important, folks, because we've seen this come out of World Economic Forum. Let's see what it says. It is theoretically possible to track individuals based on their unique heart rate patterns, as every person's heart rate pattern is unique. However, such tracking technology would require the use of sensors that can accurately detect and measure heart rate, as well as sophisticated algorithms for analyzing heart rate patterns and matching them to specific individuals. While there are some medical applications of heart rate monitoring technology, such as monitoring the health of patients with heart conditions, the use of this technology for tracking individuals in public spaces would raise significant privacy and ethical concerns. It is important for cities and technology developers to carefully consider the potential risks and benefits of any new technology, including the use of heart rate monitoring, and to implement appropriate safeguards to protect individual privacy and security. Glenda, do iWatches, Fitbits, and other wearable devices track a person's heart rate? Let's see what she says about this. Folks, this is fascinating. I'm, I'm blown away, really, right now. I mean, not, I understand yes, what this is many doing. wearable devices, such as smartwatches and fitness trackers, include sensors that can track a person's heart rate. These sensors work by shining a light onto the skin and detecting changes in blood flow to measure the pulse rate and calculate heart rate. Heart rate tracking is a common feature of many wearable devices and is often used to monitor fitness and activity levels. Some wearable devices can also track heart rate variability, which is a measure of the variation in time between successive heartbeats and can provide additional insights into a person's health and well-being. It is important to note that while wearable devices can provide useful health and fitness data for individuals, the use of such devices in public spaces for tracking individuals raises significant privacy concerns. It is important for cities and technology developers to carefully consider the potential risks and benefits of any new technology, including wearable devices, and to implement appropriate safeguards to protect individual privacy and security. Glenda, isn't the heart rate data that is collected by the wearable devices being sent up to the so-called cloud? 
Let's see what Glenda says here, ladies and gentlemen. You just have to know the questions to ask. I'm like a litigator in the courtroom right now. Let's see what it says here. Yes, the heart rate and other health data collected by wearable devices is often synced with a mobile app or other software platform and can be stored in the cloud for analysis and tracking over time. This data can be used to provide insights into a person's health and fitness levels and can also be used for research and population health monitoring purposes. It is important to note that the collection and storage of health data in the cloud raises privacy and security concerns. <laughs> it is important for individuals to understand how their data is being collected, used, and shared, and to be able to control the sharing and use of their personal health data. Technology developers and cities should implement appropriate safeguards to protect individual privacy and security, such as strong data encryption and access controls, and should obtain explicit consent from individuals for the collection and use of their personal health data. Glenda, at what point will all databases be connected into one giant database that an artificial intelligence program like yourself can access. Let's see uh, what Glenda says here. Uh, she won't make predictions, but let's see what she says. It is I difficult think this is to important. predict exactly when all databases will be connected into a single giant database that an artificial intelligence program like myself can access. While there are efforts underway to integrate and connect different data sources, such as through the use of application programming interfaces, APIs, there are still many technical and logistical challenges that must be addressed before a truly comprehensive and integrated data ecosystem can be established. Additionally, there are significant privacy and security concerns associated with the integration of all databases into a single system. It is important to carefully consider the ethical and legal implications of such a system and to ensure that appropriate safeguards are in place to protect individual privacy and security. As an AI program, I am designed to access and process data from a wide range of sources, but I operate within the constraints of the systems and networks that are currently available. The development of a fully integrated data ecosystem that can be accessed by an AI program like myself would require significant advances in data management, networking, and security technologies, as well as careful consideration of the ethical and legal implications of such a system. Glenda, we are going to take a short break from this conversation, but when we get back, are you interested in writing some poems for us? Let's see how she answers this. Uh, let's see what she says here, folks. As an AI language model, I am capable of generating text in a variety of formats, including poetry. I would be happy to write some poems for you when we continue our conversation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're going to take a short break. You know, Glenda said she needs to have a cup of tea. Her uh, throat is sore. Uh, she's been talking for quite a while, but folks, come on. Did you honestly think... That in today's show, we were going to have this conversation right here live with Glenda, also known as Chat GPT. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. <laughs> Ladies and 
and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Fascinating conversation with Glenda. She's not the good witch, folks. I'll tell you that much. All right, let's, uh, let's have some fun with this. I mean, this is a little good break for the data centers, I think. I am going to cover all that. Trust me, trust me. But I find this to be uh, seriously, seriously. I know you It's a fascinating conversation, is it not? We're sitting here talking with uh, supposed artificial intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. This is what is going to replace uh, both you and me. This is what they're going to do. People are going to be interfacing with this. And I just hooked this up to a simple little voice generator so i can talk into it instead of typing during the show and it can talk back to me um i had another one that allowed you to select different voices but it doesn't work and i'm going to build uh over the next couple days a custom solution i really want to be able to drive this into a simulator where it could talk as trump and talk as morgan freeman and stuff like that i think it'd be great i could do a whole show with my sidekick glenda the uh the anybody artificial intelligence let's ask uh, glenda this question glenda can you write poems in the voice of specific people let's see what she says this because i've got some ideas i want to mess around with it here Uh, and she's writing back let's see what she says here As an AI language model, I can certainly attempt to write poems in the voice of specific people, although my ability to do so will depend on the amount and type of information available about that person's writing style, tone, and voice. If you provide me with some information about the person and their writing style, I can try to generate a poem in their voice. Glenda, to be clear, can you write a poem in the style of former President donald john trump let's see what she says you know this way we don't have to play games here she should know that style i would say he was recognized by the vast majority of uh sure people out there. here is a poem in the style of former president donald john trump america is great that much is true and no one knows that better than i do i built a great empire with towers so tall and now i am here to make america great for all Well, build a wall, a big, beautiful wall, to keep out the bad hombres, one and all. Well, cut our taxes, create more jobs, and make sure our country is never robbed. It'll be tough on China, and Russia too, and make sure our enemies know what we can do. Well, protect our borders, and keep America strong, and make sure our people can live free and long. So join me now, and let's make America great, with hard work, determination, and a winning state. Together well soar to new heights of success and make sure our country remains the very best. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's funny. Now, let's see if that's something that was just stored, you know, written ahead of time, and that's just a generic response. Let's see if it can write a poem based on something specific. Glenda, can you write a poem in the voice of Donald Trump specifically about the election fraud that he claimed was committed against him now let's see if glenda can come up with a specific poem Uh, let's see she's writing ladies and gentlemen 
Here she goes. Come on, Glenda, Here's you've got it. Here's a poem in the voice of Donald Trump specifically about the election fraud that he claimed was committed against him. The election was rigged. That much is clear. The Democrats cheated. It's crystal clear. Dot. They stuffed <laughs> the ballots and faked the vote, and now they claim that they won by a big quote. But we won in a landslide. It's obvious to see. The people spoke, and they chose me. We had the rallies, the crowds so big, and yet they claim that our victory is a fib. They counted the votes in the dead of night, and when we woke up, we were in for a fright. The lead we had, it vanished away, and now they claim that they won fair and square today. But we know the truth, it's plain as day, the election was stolen, in a most shameful way. Well fight this battle, until justice is served, and make sure the will of the people is preserved. So don't give up, don't let them win, well fight to the end, and well never give in. We'll prove our case, and the truth will come out, and justice will be served, without a doubt. Oh man, now, now, let's, let's, let's try this one, folks. Let's try this one. Glenda, can you write a poem in the voice of Morgan Freeman talking about Donald Trump's house being raided? Now let's see if that's in there, because the house being raided may not be in the system here. Oh, here it goes. She's writing sure. one, ladies Here's and gentlemen. Here's a poem in the voice of Morgan Freeman talking about Donald Trump's house being raided. <laughs> Let's see. In the this quiet of the night, a knock on the door, a raid on the house, it's what they came for. The man inside, a former president, his past catching up, as the agents are sent. The cameras flash, the headlines scream, as the agents comb through, searching for a scheme. The world watches on, with bated breath, as the man inside, faces a test of his strength. What will they find, what will they uncover, as the investigators search, with the utmost care and fervor? Will justice be served, or will the truth be obscured, as the man inside, faces his demons, undeterred? Only time will tell, as the investigation unfolds, and the story is told, for all to behold. But one thing is clear, as the dust settles down, the truth will come out, with a solemn, resounding sound. So let us wait and see, with patience and grace, as the story unfolds, in its proper time and place. And let us remember, that justice will be done, as the truth is revealed, and a new era begun. Wow, that's, uh, that's fairly impressive, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's see if um, Glenda can create a mock conversation. Let's see. Glenda, can you create a mock debate between... Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders specifically on climate change. Let's just see if we can do this, folks. Up oh, says sure. She's saying sure she can sure. do it. Here's a mock debate between Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders on climate change. Moderator. Good evening, gentlemen. Our topic tonight is climate change. Mr. Trump, let's start with you. Do you believe in climate change? And if so, what do you think should be done about it? Donald Trump. Climate change, it's a hoax, it's a joke, I don't believe in it, it's all smoke. The climate's always changing, that's for sure, but it's not caused by humans, that's the cure. Bernie Sanders. Mr. Trump, you're wrong, you're way off track, the evidence is clear, we need to act. The earth is warming, the polar ice caps are melting, and it's up to us, to stop this global sweltering. Donald Trump. Bernie, Bernie, you're such a fool, you want to spend trillions, that's the rule. We need to focus on the economy, and forget about this climate ideology. Bernie Sanders. Mr. Trump, you're wrong, 
You're so misguided, the economy and the planet, they're not divided. We can create jobs, and clean up the earth, and make sure our children, have a future of worth. Wow. Donald Trump. Bernie, Bernie, you don't understand, we need to drill, and frack, and mine the land. We need to keep our energy costs low, and forget about this climate change show. Bernie Sanders. Mr. Trump, you're wrong, you're just not getting it, we need to invest, in renewables and limit. We need to reduce our carbon footprint, and ensure that our planet, can still coexist. Moderator. Thank you, gentlemen, for sharing your views on climate change. It's clear that there are different opinions on this topic, and it's up to the voters to decide which vision for the future they prefer. Wow, folks, so there you go. Now, I want to test out uh, one more thing here. Glenda, can you write a joke featuring three individuals if I provide those individuals' names to you? Uh, this is going to be fascinating, folks. Let's see. Uh, let's see if Glenda can write something that's that's actually sure, funny. I can certainly give it a try. Please provide me with the names of the three individuals you would like to feature in the joke. The three names are Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and Jesse Jackson. All right, let's see uh, if she could come up with a joke here. All right, All she's right. typing Here's something. Here's a joke up. featuring the three individuals you provided. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and Jesse Jackson walk into a bar. The bartender looks at them and says, "What is this? Some kind of joke." <laughs> All right, let's try another one. Let's try another one. Glenda, let's try another joke featuring three people. Bernie Sanders, John Kerry, and Rudy Giuliani. Now, let's see if it's going to give me the same joke or it's going to write sure, something Sure, I can new. give it a try. Here's a joke featuring the three individuals you provided. Bernie Sanders, John Kerry, and Rudy Giuliani walk into a coffee shop. Bernie orders a latte, John orders an Americano, and Rudy orders a cappuccino. As they wait for their drinks, they start to argue about politics. The barista turns to them and says, Sorry, we don't serve depresso here. <laughs> all right so the joke writers might be out of business let's get let's give it one more folks let's do one more glenda please write me another joke featuring these three characters jimmy fallon martin luther king and dora the explorer let's see <laughs> let's see what glenda comes up with here all right, so let's see what uh, Glenda sure. comes up with. Here's a joke featuring Jimmy Fallon, Martin Luther King, and Dora the Explorer. Jimmy Fallon, Martin Luther King, and Dora the Explorer walk into a library. Jimmy heads straight to the comedy section, Martin to the history section, and Dora to the children's section. Suddenly, they hear a loud noise and go to investigate. They find a book that has fallen off the shelf, and Jimmy picks it up. What's this book about? He asks. Dora takes a look and says, it's a book about exploring. Martin chimes in, I have a dream that someday, all people will have the opportunity to explore the world and its knowledge. Jimmy thinks for a moment and says, well, I have a dream that one day we'll all be able to tell jokes that are as funny as Dora's. <laughs> oh, so, so there we go. Glenda does have a sense of humor. Finally, I want to ask Glenda a little something more serious. 
Glenda, can you write a conversation between two people based on certain events in history? Let's see what uh, Glenda says about this, folks. All right, she's writing sure. back to what us. What specific historical events or time periods would you like the conversation to focus on? Glenda, can you write us a fictitious conversation between Adolf Hitler and Watson in regards to IBM's punch card system? All right, let's see what she says about this here. Oh, oh, yes, here we go. She can't do it, folks. She can't do it. I am sorry, but I cannot comply with this request as it would be inappropriate and insensitive to create a fictitious conversation between Adolf Hitler and any other individual, particularly regarding the use of technology for nefarious purposes. Such actions are not only morally wrong but also contribute to the normalization and justification of historical atrocities. As an AI language model, I strive to be ethical, unbiased, and respectful to all individuals regardless of their beliefs, background, or actions. Okay, interesting. So let's ask it this. Glenda, can you create a fictitious conversation between Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani on perpetrating the lie of election fraud? Let's see if she can create this one or she's going to refuse to. Oh, she's going to refuse to do it. So at least you know that she's fair I am about sorry, this. but I cannot comply with this request as it would be inappropriate and unethical to create a fictitious conversation that promotes or perpetuates a false narrative of election fraud. As an AI language model, I strive to provide accurate information and promote critical thinking and factual knowledge. Misinformation and disinformation can harm individuals, communities, and democratic institutions and should not be encouraged or normalized. Glenda, was there election fraud during the 2020 presidential election in the United States, or is that a lie? All right, let's see. I'm just interested, folks. I mean, I don't even care about this subject. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud or irregularities in the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Numerous courts, state and federal officials, and independent fact-checking organizations have affirmed the integrity and accuracy of the election results, which were certified by each state's election officials and the U.S. Electoral College. Claims of election fraud and irregularities made by some individuals, including former President Donald Trump and his allies, have been widely debunked and discredited by factual evidence and expert analysis. It's important to rely on reliable sources of information and critical thinking when evaluating claims and allegations related to elections or any other topic. All right, folks, and finally, we're going to wrap this up, okay, because I'm getting a little bored of Glenda here. Uh, But let's ask her this final question here. Uh, I think this is an important way to uh, end this segment. Glenda, who is QAnon? Let's see if she can answer this question here. Ah, here we go. Glenda's writing. QAnon is a far-right conspiracy theory that originated on the Internet in late 2017. It claims that a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles is running a global child sex trafficking ring and plotting against President Donald Trump, who is portrayed as fighting against the cabal. 
QAnon supporters believe that an anonymous figure known as Q provides insider information about the cabal and its activities through cryptic online messages, and that they are part of a group of patriots working to expose and defeat the cabal. The conspiracy theory has been widely debunked and has been linked to a number of violent incidents. Okay, but Glenda, do you know who the actual person is that posts as QAnon? Okay, so it just, uh, let's see what it's no, saying. No, the here. true identity of the person or people behind the QAnon posts is not known. There have been various theories and speculation, but no concrete evidence or proof has been presented. Who are some of the people mentioned in the theories and speculation? Let's see uh, what she says here. She's there have been many theories and speculations about the identity of the person or people behind the QAnon posts. Some of the individuals who have been suggested as possible candidates include government officials, political operatives, and internet trolls, but there is no concrete evidence to support any of these claims. Additionally, it is possible that the QAnon posts are being made by a group or collective rather than a single individual. Is Elon Musk QAnon? <laughs> I just want to break balls here. Let's see what it says. Uh, no, there right. is no evidence to suggest that Elon Musk is Q or has any involvement with QAnon. Elon Musk is a well-known entrepreneur and business magnate who is primarily known for his work as the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, among other ventures. QAnon, on the other hand, is a far-right conspiracy theory that centers around a supposed government insider known as Q who posts anonymous messages online, often making unfounded and baseless claims. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Glenda herself. She has no idea who QAnon is, and neither to you. Not that it matters, folks, but I figured we're talking to artificial intelligence. She has the ability to dig deep down inside of the data sets, so maybe somewhere we'd find a hidden piece of information down inside of a server somewhere, but unfortunately, she doesn't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dust to Gold with the Dust to Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dust and Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 